0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Lyrically, I'm uh. untouchable, uncrushable, running in a 600, running in a 600. untouchable, uncrushable, running in a 600, running in a 600. Everybody, it's your man Brandon Stubbs. Welcome to another episode of Punish the Face Radio. Uh, If you're listening live, special day. If you're listening to it on one of the podcast platforms, uh, you're getting it later. So, my apologies, but Eric Gomez, uh, the president of Golden Boy Boxing, he got uh, anointed that role here in September. So, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about with him. Uh, It's about what's going on, dealing with to the pandemic, uh, and, and what kind of game plan they have worked out or, or mapping out for when things get back. And folks, we're going to get back normal. And I, I, I can't stress that enough. I'm going to continue to put that positive energy out there that the world will get back to normal, not only us for here in the States, but over there in the UK, um, Asia, uh, you know, Italy, Spain, South America, Canada, wherever all my listeners are at, we're all going to get back to normal eventually. But right now, just stay home, stay tight. Uh, the sooner you stay home and stay still, the sooner we'll be able to get out listening live. You had an opportunity to submit those questions on Twitter at brandon p two t f here prior to the show, but hey, it is what it is we got I got a slew of questions for him, so we're there about the factors over there in the u k losing their damn minds into domestic violence over there now, it's really only two guys to talk about in regards to this. You have uh, Billy Joe Saunders, who posted a ridiculously stupid video, uh, uh, you know, talking about domestic violence and punching a bag as if it was his wife, completely insane, um, definitely has put him in a negative light. And then we have Scott Fitzgerald, who um, beat up—I don't know if it's if it's his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend. I'm not sure the, the clarification of the relationship, but uh, he's got multiple charges he's gotten assessed with here this week. He's got his uh, boxing license suspended by the British Boxing. A uh, Board of Council. So I, I know that, you know, people staying in and having to work from home and not living their life as normal, being able to kind of come, come and go as we please, has thrown a lot of people off. It, it's thrown me off. I'm working from home uh, with my day job. So yes, I know it can throw people off. Yes, I know sitting inside you can be, uh, you know, very stir crazy. But, you know, Beating up your significant other, beating up anybody in your home—it's um, it, not their fault that we're in the situation we're in right now. With or you know, pretty much all of us are on lockdown of some sort or have some kind of restraints. You know, it, it's not their fault. There's really zero need for you to start beating up on them. Uh, it's insane what's going on right now. Um, I don't personally get it. I, I don't, you know, I don't condone domestic violence in any way, shape, or form. So, for these fighters to be doing this is just completely batshit crazy. Uh, That's the best way to put it. Uh, It's really just absolutely insane that this is what they're doing. So, you know, I want to, you know, there's obviously, you know, if you're in a a situation like that, get out, seek help. There are uh, people who will help you even in this time of crisis going on. There's still channels to where you can get the help you need if you're in a domestic violence situation. And for anyone who's just – if you have that much pent-up energy, you know, go outside and shadow box. You know, just – you can go outside your home. Just go outside your home, get in your backyard and just shadow box. Go in your garage You know, let that energy, let that steam off that way. There's no need to hit another person. Like I said, I know we're all going a bit stir-crazy, but the the shit's kind of getting weird. Um, So we don't know what's going to happen with Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see, and obviously I'll ask Eric about this, the situation now with Billy Joe Saunders. Um, you know, has he talked his way out of a Canelo fight if it's still gonna be on the table for him, if it's still an option going forward once boxing is back here later this year? So that's pretty insane. Um I, I just want to speak on that here for a moment. Another thing that was um this kind of um I don't want to know if it's funny, if it's weird, or exactly what. But uh our guy Floyd Mayweather. Now Floyd Mayweather um has uh put out a video on Instagram pretty much toting about uh how he still has money in his investments and he can't even spit out the word pandemic. And I'm probably gonna, you know, have no chance of ever getting um getting him or um Lynnadella be on the show at this rate with this stuff. But uh it's gotta be said, you know, this isn't the time. Uh, to be flaunting your wealth and talking about that kind of stuff, uh, given what's going on in the world. So those who haven't heard, here is the soundbite of um, Floyd Mayweather talking this here on Instagram. Okay, well, maybe I can't pull up the audio. All right, the audio won't play, so my my apologies, but pretty much he's on on an IG video, and he's – You know, trying to say pandemic and epidemic, he can't spit out those words. Then he says all all the shit that's going on, and then decides, let me show, pick up a bundle of money and say, you know, all my investments are still paying off. You know, as people, we have, you know, 16, I think it's 16% or 16 million, It's, it's something with the number 16, amount of people who filed for unemployment here this week unemployment claims are going up throughout the U S this isn't the time for someone who has tons of fans to be doing something like that. That's just in poor taste. Um, you know, what are you doing to help out people? Are you helping out guys at the gym? Now we don't need to tell you, you don't to flaunt that, but are you doing that? If you're going to, you know, show off your wealth, you also show out how you're helping other people. And this isn't the time for anyone to get on their high horse about anything by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, we all have to do our part, and each person is responsible for their own actions. But as someone who has made a lot of money off of a lot of people, and, and let's face it, Floyd wouldn't have the money he has if it wasn't for the people buying the fights, attending the fights, buying the merchandise, you know, buying stuff he's associated himself with. He wouldn't have that money if it wasn't for the people. What is he doing to help the people? And this this isn't the time to go and start flaunting your money. It's not like you can go many places and go spend said money. Your know, places are closed, so I, I, it's extremely poor taste for Floyd May, Mayweather to do that. Uh, it, it's but that just that's just the person he is, and this is something we should be used to. You know, with him no longer being an active fighter, you know this is what he is now you know, reduce himself to doing, let me show off my wealth, let me show these bundles of money, let me show this ridiculous watch I just bought, because he still wants to be in the spotlight. He's not in the spotlight anymore as a fighter, so let me show off all the money I made from fighting. No one cares. That that doesn't impress me, and it. the people it does impress are of a lower IQ than I would even associate myself with. So, you know, for anyone who's listening to this who can pass this message on to him, stop it. You know, as a black man in America, and I I hate to turn anything into race, but as a black man in America, you know, we're already against the, you know, against the odds as is. They already look at us funny, and when we do get a little bit of something, we don't need to go and show it off. You know, we, if anything, we want to show our people how to make it, but we don't ever want to show off because, you know, my grandmother had a saying that has always stuck with me. God giveth and God taketh away. So as quickly as you've earned that money, Floyd, that money can go right back away. Let's be honest, folks. Floyd retired once before and he had tax problems. Now a lot of people don't they they kind of gloss over that. They 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 forget that that phase. Uh he had tax issues. You know, and to, to hear some people tell it, the money still ain't all that right right now. Hence the reason you may see him in videos training. Now, that's neither here nor there. I'll I'll touch on that in a moment. But you know, he needs to humble himself a little bit more. I understand what you've given to the sport of boxing. I understand what you've done physically to your body to entertain us. We get that. We appreciate that. But, you know, you could be humble. And if you don't want to humble yourself, God will have a way of humbling you. Now, you would think in time like this, and his uncle passing and Roger Mayweather, he would be humble, but he's not. Now, I will say this from this angle. Now, he did not show up at the, the funeral. Uh, that was aired live on Facebook on the Mayweather um, uh, think Mayweather Promotions page. They uh, showed it. They just had family there. Very odd thing to watch, by the way, seeing someone's funeral uh, streamed on social media. But given what's going on, not a, people, not, a, not a lot of people can gather. Funerals really, for the most part, aren't happening in a lot of places, so I get it. But another video surfaced here this week of Floyd Mayweather back in the Mayweather gym training. Now, I'll say this. Either the training for him is therapeutic, given the loss of his uncle, and we know how close he was to Uncle Roger, or, and this is the part that I'm leaning towards more, you know, he's gearing up for something. You know, once this is all over, I look for Floyd Mayweather to fight again. It'll be some sort of shit show of a fight, of, of fighting a mixed martial artist in a boxing match somewhere uh, for a ridiculous amount of money, but he doesn't do anything without some sort of ulterior motive that's going to benefit him. So don't be shocked if that's something we do see down the line uh, from Floyd later this year, him fighting somewhere, fighting somebody. Which gets me to another thing I want to get on here. Got, I got a, got a little bit of time for our guest Eric Gomez joining us, so I got a couple things to get off my chest here. Another thing I want to get off my chest this, this uh, evening is why is the UFC still hellbent on having a card here in two weeks? Now, UFC 249 is scheduled in two weeks. Um, it was canceled from where it was originally going to be. I think it was going to be in New York. Um, and now, one of the the co-main event fighters, the co- excuse me, the main event fighter and champion, uh, Nabeel Nagamadov, he can't leave Russia, so he can't fight uh, Tony Ferguson. That's who he was going to defend his championship against. Um, you know, there's obviously a, a order there in Russia where he's at. They can't leave. Uh, I think maybe on these extreme circumstances, if with government approval, you could probably leave. But you know, he's got family. He can't leave. He can't leave. Um, the UFC has said they have a location um, secured, but they haven't said where. We assume it's somewhere here in the U.S. We have no idea where, and we don't know why. Why? Why are they so hell bent on actually having this fight card, having this event? There has to be some sort of arterial motive for it. Now, Dana White, the UFC president, has been extremely ignorant to the situation here with COVID 19. Um, you know, saying the media's made it out to be some things, he's blown it out of proportion. Well, don't know if he's noticed or not. Thousands of people have been dying here daily this week. So not so much blowing being blown out of proportion. So why is it so hellbent that this fight card has to happen now that they're they're trying to scramble and find uh, someone to fight Tony Ferguson in the main event? You you don't even know, you know, uh, Nabeeb did a, a phone interview with Brett Akamoto of ESPN. He said he didn't even know where he was even going as far as if he were to be able to fly out. Nothing's been said to him. He hasn't been told where the fight's going to be at, if the fight's going to happen, where the UFC's even planning to have this thing. I, I just don't understand why they're so hell-bent on still having fights. Now, Dana said he wanted to have some sort of normalcy for fight fans and for you know people in sports, uh, but it's very clear that this is something that's not going to happen. More importantly, somebody else had brought up a point that they would more than likely have to sign – anybody who's going to be involved with the event would have to sign some sort of waiver that would legally – exclude UFC from any sort of ramifications if they were to get sick and were to get ill or, God forbid, die from having to leave their house, leave quarantine to be a part of this fight card. It's insane to me that the UFC is still wanting to do UFC 249 in some capacity somewhere. Now, we don't know if this is going to be, like I said, here in the States, here on a, on a ship ship. Uh, maritime law somewhere out in the ocean. No one has a absolute clue. But Dana White is still holding out. Hope this is going to happen. Now this is fight card supposed to happen in two weeks. There's no way in hell I see this happening. And I agree with everyone. You know, especially Bob Arum, who said, you know, Dana White is a scumbag for for wanting to do this. It's it's insane. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know the reasoning behind them still wanting to do this fight card. Uh, this is literally the only thing in sports, live sport event that we could have here in America soon that just, it, it seems, no, it makes no sense right now. No sense whatsoever. Uh, but we'll see what happens here in the corresponding days and weeks now. We still have two weeks, and like I said, no one knows where this fight's card's going to be at if it goes down. More importantly than that, this is a fight that's a pay-per-view fight. Uh, as, as everyone knows, ESPN has a deal with the UFC, to so where their pay for views air through the ESPN Plus app. You know, if this fight Somehow happens, this fight card happens here in two weeks. Does ESPN still keep it behind the paywall of ESPN Plus? Do they put it on regular ESPN and, and actually get viewers to tune in? Because let's face it, folks, if it's some kind of makeshift card they have with no crowd, in the middle of nowhere, the likelihood of a lot of people wanting to pay, you know, was it 60, 70 bucks to order it on pay-per-view through the ESPN app, probably not going to happen. Um you know, do you put on a regular ESPN and get viewers in and, and you know, maybe even get you some sponsorship dollars because people will be watching the fights um, because there's no other live sports on. So there's a lot of odd factors going into this that I'm really kind of scratching my head and wondering how this is all going to play out. I still don't think the fight card is going to see the light of day, uh, but we are two weeks out. Dana White is still very. Um, Hell bent on having the card. I mean, that's the best way of putting it. So, we'll see how those things play out here in the the corresponding weeks. But for the life of me, I I can't wrap my head around, you know, why this is even being talked about, why this fight card has been postponed. Uh, They still have a fight card scheduled for April 25th that they haven't um, um, shut down yet. And I think that's going to be in like Lincoln, Nebraska or somewhere. So, None of these things have actually been. I'm actually, the same card, excuse me. So, none of these things have actually been shut down. You know, there's still people planning on fighting that night. But, uh, no, excuse me, that's actually two two different dates. So, yeah, the UFC 249 was happening on the 18th. They have another fight card they have scheduled for April 25th that hasn't actually been canceled yet. Um, again, insane, insane. So, you know, it leads me to believe a couple of different things. One, the UFC owes some money to some people. In regards to some investors or, or or has something that's owed to where they still have to make these fight cards happen, to where they can still generate that um, licensing revenue from the ESPN. That's the only thing that can make any remote sense to me, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we'll talk about it here. Um, it's not really boxing related, but it, it's insane that they're trying to do fight cards while boxing is using their common sense. <coughs> Excuse me. A box is using its common sense and setting down. Completely insane that you know UFC's even talking about still doing fight cards. All the other MMA promotions have stopped and ceased operations, but yet they still want to do something. Insane. Absolutely insane. So yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out here in the corresponding weeks. Now, it's it's you know Teddy Atlas um has also this week, he's had some time on his hands, has made some comments, um you know, as far as you know, there's a rumor about him training Andy Ruiz, and that's something that seems like he's shooting down, uh, kind of comparing, you know, working with Andy Ruiz to him being in a, a, you know, enabler and drug addict or food addict or something. So sounds like that won't happen. Uh, you know, he's now this week he's got on Triple G and and um pretty much talking about how he's watched and how if he does fight Canelo a third time he'll knock him out. I mean, Canelo will knock him out. Um, you know, Teddy Teddy Atlas is definitely in a um a different character uh in boxing. He's um he's never afraid to speak his mind and, and give his opinion. Sometimes those opinions can be really messed up and, and very questionable. But nevertheless, uh, he's opinionated. You know, I, I don't disagree with him in the regards to the, the triple G thing. Uh, I do think Triple G is probably, you know, not probably, he is past his peak. Uh, he is in the downward decline. We are seeing the erosion. I'm not, you know, going to just say, you know, right now Canelo knocks him out if they fight again a third time. I honestly think this time, and you know, this is something that was brought up a couple of weeks ago. I, I do think uh, this time away is actually going to be healthy for him and healthy for his body. He may come back recharge, similar to what we saw with... Um, Chocolatito here earlier this year so I mean it, it it could happen but um really insane for him to just kind of throw him under the bus like that but that's just Teddy Atlas being Teddy Atlas so yeah man crazy crazy times now I did put this out here on Twitter on a, a Brandon P2TF my Twitter handle you know which fighter would come back looking at the Wayans looking fat now I used the caption the photo of Damon Wayans of the great movie the great white hype if you've never seen that movie it's it's now that I've gotten in boxing, it's actually not as um untrue as I thought it was. I I thought it was, you know, kind of being, you know, overblown and, and exaggerating things in boxing. No, it's actually a real lot of truth there. So watch the Great White Hype, very funny movie. uh Damon Wayne's in it, but it's a photo of him fatted away in. And I'd said what fighter's gonna come back looking like that when we do get boxing back um back to normal. And the convincing guy that that everyone was tweeting about was Tank Davis. Everybody thinks Tank Davis is going to come back fat on the scales. Now, he is someone who his last fight out, he had trouble making weight. He did have to go drop some weight, go burn some calories off before he could um, make weight uh, for his fight against Hurricus Gamboa. So he is a guy that's had trouble. Um, Another name that was brought up was Earl Spence. People think Earl Spence. Uh, is going to come back a little bit chunky. I don't. I don't know about Earl Spence. I'm not going to go that far. Um, I would hope with all this happened with him, you know, these past six to eight months that he, you know, has maybe reevaluated some things in his life. We we don't know. I mean, we're not seeing a ton of him out there. We're not seeing a ton of him in the public eye. You know, a couple of videos here and there on on his Instagram. We you know we had the weird awkward interview on Showtime um, a couple months back. So you you know you you never know. Um, I don't think he's going to be the guy that's fat. Another one that was brought up was Adrian Broner. I can I can easily see that. Uh, shout out to Adrian Broner, still doing shenanigans in, in time of crisis. He is he is showing us that we can't live a normal life, folks. Once again, um, you know his name was brought up. Another name was was Keith Thurman. Now with Keith Thurman, I think it's going to be interesting. Keith Thurman already had issues making 147. Now if, you, if you've noticed and if you pay attention to the weigh he's He's looked extremely gone. He's looked extremely drained. He has been able to rehydrate and and put on pretty good performances here over the last couple of years when he has fought. Um, But there's been rumblings that he's been having issues making the weight here for some time. You know, I I said at the beginning of the year, and I put on the website, punchtheface.com, shameless plug, that you would see Keith Thurman at 154 this year. Now, I'm going to hedge a little bit off of that and say maybe not 154 per se, but I think you're going to see him at a catch weight before the year is out. When he does return, and I think he'll return and have a fight this year at some juncture, uh, you're going to see him fighting at a catch weight. I I don't see him making 147 easily. Um, If he comes back, you know, with with Keith Thurman, Keith is one of those weird guys, so you just really got to question, you know, is he... Is his mind 100% into it? Does he really want to do boxing? And maybe the most important part, and I would never think I'd be saying this about a guy his age, is is his body going to hold up? He's been susceptible to a lot of injuries here recently. Uh, You know, obviously the car accident was, you know, kind of not an in-ring thing, but, you know, injuries happen, injuries occur, and, you know, will his body hold up to where he can make it through a full camp? Will his body hold up to where he can have, you know, Two fights in a year. You know, these are legitimate questions that, that I don't. I don't think we're going to get an answer to right now for him. Um, it, it's it's weird. It's an odd state that he's in. But um, I don't. Know, and I think this this time off is is going to be detrimental to a lot of fighters. It could be positive for some uh, if they use this time to heal their bodies and to actually get into shape and not just wait for a fight camp to happen to get in shape. And I think that's a that's a big thing, and, and I, I got to give kudos to Floyd Mayweather on this one. You know, he always stayed in shape. He never got out of shape to where he's spending a majority of his fight camp getting in shape and not actually preparing for the fight. And that's where a lot of fighters, especially in this modern era, you, you see a lot of that with these guys. They're not in shape. They're in camp to get in shape to get in the fight, to so where they're spending, you know, they're having to do – you know 12 week camps because they're so overweight. That's something that I do fear is going to happen with a lot of fighters coming back depending on, you know, when fight cards start, you know, churning and getting ready and that's something obviously we'll talk to our guest Eric Gomez here in a few moments about is when these fight cards do happen and when they start telling these guys, "Okay, um we we're, we're looking to do a card blank date." So you've got, you know, X amount of weeks to get yourself together. How many of these guys have stayed in somewhat, you know, shape? And, and really, in staying in shape, this is coming from a fat person, <laughs> but staying in shape is more of you, you don't have to go in and spar. You know, you can still do your row work. You know, even if you're not physically running in a road, you know, you can get on an elliptical machine um, and can get your miles in that way. Uh, you're still burning. You know, you can still do your weightlifting. You can shadow box. You know, shadow boxing is something – it's kind of a lost art. It sounds dumb, but in times like this, that's you know, that's a great way to work on your craft. There's also the I don't know what the technical term for the, the, the apparatus is called, but you've seen Lomachenko have um like the tennis ball that's on a string that's on a hat that he puts on, and then he works on his hand eye coordination, you know, punching that. You now that's another great way of working on hand eye coordination, working on combinations. There are ways that you, you can stay in shape and stay, you know, Relatively focused and not have to worry about when camp starts, you know, you got to burn off all this extra weight and it also helps if you're eating healthy. Um, You know, shout out to Regis Progray who tweeted about all the awful food he was eating, uh, but then he was heading to the the gym uh, afterwards. So, I mean, this is what's going to happen, you know, in times like this, people are staying in and what brings you more comfort than anything is food. Um, you know, so, you know, in, in uneasy times you're going to eat because that's going to make you feel comfortable. That's going to calm your nerves. You know, a lot, a lot of people, people do that. I mean, it's, it's a normal thing. So it, it will be extremely interesting to see, you know, how these fighters look, like physically look and how they look in ring. Um, I think it could be, um, some scary and interesting times for some fighters, um, come fight night and it's really some interesting times for promoters come fight night because you know if you have a championship fight scheduled right out the bat for somebody and then you miss weight or they miss weight or they lose the belt on the scales or can't win the belt because they came in overweight like these are real things and I, I'm definitely interested to get you know Eric's take on that because these are real things that you know and, and granted we're not it's not like we're getting right back into boxing next week but You know, I'm I'm being facetious and thinking we're looking at June. So if we're even talking about June, whenever in June, as we do this show here, it's what, April the second. You're talking four weeks in April, four weeks in May, and you may have your first fight card maybe the first week of June. You know, that's eight weeks. You know, you, you you really wonder what kind of shape what you know are guys gonna be ready for that. You know, you don't have to do heavy sparring, you know, if they, will they be able to get in sparring, you know, what kind of, what kind of workouts are they doing? So these are things that as we get, you know, as we, uh, I think we're starting to hit our peak with this, you know, pandemic that we have here in America sooner than later, you know, we're going to start kind of thinking, okay, what are we going to do when we get this is all over with, you know, what are we going to do at the end of this month and come May that these are serious questions that fighters need to start realizing now, like, okay, if I've been eating horribly these last two weeks, let me stop. Let me start doing some push-ups and start working out because you're going to get that call from your promoter to where they say, okay, this is what we tend to really have scheduled. This is what we're looking to do. Are you going to have a fight here in June? Or are you going to be ready? With fighters already not fighting and being on the shelf and not making money, you know they're going to need to get back in ring. But if you're not ready to go physically, hey, man. I, I can't feel too bad for you if you've done the wrong things outside of the ring in these uh weeks we've been on lockdown to not have yourself prepared you know there there's a lot you can do without being in a physical boxing gym to stay in shape so ah uh, yeah that that was the question of the day you know who was gonna come in looking uh, looking chunky at the win so another name was sort that was andy ruiz let, let let me be honest I love Andy Ruiz. Uh, a great story. I, you know, I picked him to win that first fight against Joshua. What we see Andy Ruiz look like is what we're going to see Andy Ruiz look like. But if he comes out his next fight chiseled and slimmed down, best believe I'm going to have a lot of questions on how that was able to happen. So, uh, no, that that's somebody you'll never see not be not be chunky, and I, I'm not saying he was not in shape either. I mean, it's just some people carry their weight differently. You know, Chris Ariola was a guy who I thought was always – he, he kind of didn't look to be, quote-unquote, in shape, but was in shape. Uh, look at the the second version of George Foreman when he came back. wasn't a chiseled rock, but was in shape. So you're going to have guys who are going to look like that, who aren't going to look like your atypical boxer, um, have some flab on them, and who are going to be in physical shape and have good, con- co- good conditioning to them. So... Don't don't be shocked by that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I think our guest is calling in now. He's very prompt. So tonight's guest again, special guest with us for a special time. He is the president of Golden Boy Boxing. Uh, He is uh, on Twitter, known as Make a War. The one and only Eric Gomez. You're live here on Punch the Face Radio. Well, Eric, you there? Uh, Eric, you there? Hello? Uh, post yeah. face radio. Hey, it's Eric. Hey, what's going on, Eric? Appreciate you taking up the time with us.
0: Yes, how are you?
1: Uh, we're doing great, my man. Well, let's, let's ask you that. How are you doing uh, throughout this? Obviously, this is a crazy time we're going through. How are you doing? That, that's something we should be asking everybody. I'm good, I'm
0: good. Thankfully, uh uh myself, my family we're all good, everybody's healthy and safe. And uh you know, we're 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 staying at home. We're following the orders of the governor, of the president and uh we're staying at home.
1: Now now with that being stated, obviously you guys at Golden Boy had to cancel and had to delay some fight cards. Um, You know, how tough, obviously from a business aspect, how tough is that for a boxing promoter right now, uh, given the landscape of not really knowing when you're going to get back in business to kind of put everything on pause?
0: It's very tough. It's very tough. Um, But during the current situation, it's understandable.
1: Um, Not only us,
0: uh, you know, uh, all sports, all sports. Um, it's funny because you know everything seems to happen in a matter of a day and a half two days you know we went from working on finalizing some fight cards and then all of a sudden the NBA announced that they were going to postpone their season the president announces that he's uh, putting a travel ban on and you know Shortly after that, everything just came to a to a halt. everything froze so you know it's it's very tough to have to do that as a as a business uh, but when you look at the current situation it's a small sacrifice you know there's people out there that are losing their lives, and this is a serious matter it 's something that we've never ever uh, have lived through or been through and you know, it's a small sacrifice uh, given what's going out there in the world. A-
1: absolutely. Now, you know, are you guys staying in contact, you know, with your fighters and reaching out to make sure they're okay? You know, what kind of communication is going on between you and the, the Golden Boy roster right now?
0: Yes, Yes, definitely, definitely. Our entire staff is communicating. I've I've communicated with a few, uh, a few of our fighters, um, our matchmaker, Robert Diaz, Ernie, uh, Gabion, he's been out there talking to a lot of our fighters. Uh, um, a lot of a lot of the staff. We've we've been reaching out, checking in on them, seeing how they're doing, trying to stay pos- positive, encouraging them that you know obviously this this is not going to last forever. Uh, we have to be patient. We have to stay positive. We have to uh, keep each other um, motivated, and and that's all you can do. That's all you can do. I mean, you know, it's it's. You turn on the news every day, and it's just like you know, there's bad news all, every single day. But I'm confident, just like everybody else, there, there is. Uh, it's a small sacrifice right now, and it's it's it's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better, and I have no doubt that once everything's up and running again, the sport of boxing is going to be bigger and better than ever.
1: Now, now with that, with obviously your fighters, you know, not being able to go to the gym regularly and, and train, is there? You know, we were. I was talking about this before you called in. Is there any sort of worry that you may have a, you know, have guys that may put on a substantial amount of weight to where if you give them a call and say, hey, we're gonna have a fight card date, just we're just say, just playing devil's advocate, say June, sometime in June, if you're saying, hey, this is when we're gonna plan on having some fights and start doing getting some things together. Is there any of that kind of worry from your aspect of, you know, guys not being in shape and maybe not being ready when the time comes here this summer?
0: You know, um we 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 have in place a plan A, a plan B and a plan C. And we've been in touch with the fighters that obviously were due to fight and the ones that would be ready to fight in May June, um, and and for the most part, they're keeping in shape. They're doing what they have to do. They're professionals. They know that this is, won't be over in April. You know, we're in April now. Um, and luckily, uh, there is a window for possibly doing stuff in May, and that's what we're looking forward to. But we do have, again, we have different plans in place, so that when we are able to work again and, and the restrictions are lifted, we'll be able to, uh, you know, jump into into these plans and get everything going and rolling again.
1: Now, I, 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 this is a question that definitely somebody like you would be able to answer for us, kind of to jump ship a little bit. But, you know, fight fans often say, well, this fight should be made and this fight should be made and this should be easy. You know, you're the president of Golden Boy. You've been there through thick and thin. You've seen a lot in your lifetime there at Golden Boy. Uh, you know, what is the biggest misconception fight fans have when they think something is easy or should be easily made in regards to some of these fights that we talk about um, in social media, for example? You know, these fights getting made, what is the biggest misconception fight fans have when fights need to get made?
0: Well, th- th- there's a lot to it. You know, there's a lot to it. And, and there's different um, different aspects to, to getting fights done. Um, but there's one thing that all fight fans should know. That when both fighters really want the fight, they'll get made. They will get made. If a fight doesn't get made, it's because... Normally, either both fighters don't want it or one of the fighters really doesn't want to do the fight. And he starts you know, putting up excuses and, and saying things or you know, putting all these demands. You know, if, if, a fight, if both fighters really want to get a fight made, it'll get made. It'll get made because it's a give and take. You know, they'll sacrifice a little bit here and, and there to get a fight done. And if any good... I was asked this actually earlier. Um, if any good comes out from what we're going through right now is that I think fighters are going to be a little hungrier when they come out of this. And they're going to know that, hey, you know what? I'm going to take that fight now, or that's the fight I really want. And, and I want to make sure that this fight gets made. And I think that it's going to, it's a little bit of a silver lining and, 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 you know, whenever there's something really bad that happens like what we're going through right now there's always good that comes from it and I feel that that's what's going to happen I think that a lot of these fighters now are not going to count on well I'll fight them in the next fight or I'll wait till next year next year might never come you know you might not be you might not get that opportunity so when the fight's on there on the table you got to take it and and I think that that's going to happen after this
1: now, you said, you know, if a fight wants to get made, both fighters will want to do it. Now, how irritated do you get when you see in social media that, you know, you guys maybe made a great offer to a fighter? I'm not going to you know, throw any names out, but we, we've known that, you know, some negotiations have went sour, and then these fighters decide to go public or their, their promoter goes public. How annoying is it to you, who's been behind the scenes and know what was and wasn't said, to see sometimes the, the polar opposite in the spin to make Golden Boy look bad? get put out to the public?
0: It's part of the game. It's part of the game. It's it's part of it. It's part of it. Again, you know, when they – if a fighter doesn't – look, if there's a particular fight that the fight fans really want to see, and if we go out there and try to make it, and if it gets made, it's because both fighters really wanted to make it happen, you know? Because if any one of our fighters come to us and they say, look, I really want this fight, get me this fight, we're going to go above and beyond and try to make that fight happen. If it doesn't happen, it's not because of us. It's not because of our fighter. It's because the other side might not want it. They might not want it. And the way they get out of it they'll spin a story and say, look, you know, whatever, the offer was low or, you know, well, what's low? You know, they're not going to let the details get in the way. <laughs> they'll make <laughs> things up or they'll spin it a certain way so they look good. But, again, in this holds true through the history of boxing in the fight both fighters really want the fight they'll find a way to get it done
1: now it it, the the history of golden boy you know you guys went through some dark times where everyone kind of left you know for the pbc and a lot of people in boxing (laughs) thought golden boy was dead and you guys have been able to maintain and go through that period and now are, are booming you have uh, obviously, Canelo's still been there, but you have bright stars like Ryan Garcia and Virgil Ortiz, who I just absolutely love. Blair Cobbs, who we had on the show. You know, during that that phase where people were counting Golden Boy out, you stuck around, you, you toughed it out. You know, what was going through your mind when that was happening and you guys had to transition to find the next crop of stars?
0: Well, I'll correct you. Most of our fighters didn't leave. They were taken from us. <laughs> Okay. Um, We're trying to be
1: politically correct there, but we we, we know the true story behind that. You're right. You're right.
0: They were taken from us. But look, we believed in ourselves. We believed in Oscar. We believed in the Golden Boy brand. And those fighters that were taken from us, uh, we built them. We're the ones that did all the work. We're the ones that made them champions. For the most part, I did a lot of the work. I was the matchmaker back then, and... There's a formula, how to build up a fighter and how to get him to a world title and make him a champion. And I did all that. And what I did was, and a lot of the team, a lot of our Golden Boy team, what we did was we just put our heads down and got to work. We, we were able to do it once before, we built it once before, and we did it again. And now you're seeing that now, you know, in the last couple of years. And yes, it took some time to some of these young prospects up, but now you're starting to see them emerge as attractions the virgil ortiz jojo diaz ryan garcia a lot of these fighters we built them up we got them in opportunities for world titles and you know um that's all we did you know we we put our heads down and got to work
1: did you ever see years ago ryan garcia would be the you know, I, I say he's kind of a polarizing figure on social media, but the the kid is just – he's definitely t- taken off since joining Team Canelo in-ring. But did you ever envision what he is now and the star he's become that years ago when you guys initially linked up with him uh, at Golden Boy? Well, we saw the potential.
0: We saw the potential. I mean, you can't really – you can't predict someone um, – you can't predict any one fighter that can become that popular. I mean, you see the signs and you go through the process and and, and you put them and you test them and a lot of credit to him. I mean, he's passed every test we put in front of him. Uh, The same goes with, with, with Virgil Ortiz and, you know, you you keep testing them, you keep moving them up that ladder and you get to a point where you turn them loose and, and they're able to fight pretty much anybody. And uh, that's what you're starting to see now. You're starting to see these guys getting to, to that point where they're like a step or two away from fighting for, fighting for a world title and challenging uh, some of the champions out there. So that's a process. And there's certain things we look for in our prospects, and the guys that we're, we're signing. And uh, they had the right ped- pedigree behind them and the amateurs. We had all that experience. And uh, they've passed every test. So, so, so a lot of the young prospects that are now contending for titles are a kid like Jojo Diaz, you know, that, that lost. He actually lost his first time challenging for a world title against Gary Russell, who's one of the top fighters found in the world. He learned a lot from that fight. It made him a better fighter. And it proves that one loss uh, is not the end of your career. You can come back and bounce back and learn from that. And that's what happened with Jojo Diaz. And now he's a world champion.
1: Yeah. JoJo's another, another guy. I I can't forget him out. He is the champion now. And like I said, you guys got like Blair Cobb, uh, Alexis Rocha, who's done the show, Uh, Ronnie Rios, who's just really had a rebirth here over the last year or so he's fighting phenomenal. Um, But I'd have to ask, you know, obviously having a golden boy representative on the show, I have to ask the legally obligated question. I have to ask Canelo question. So, um, Obviously, with everything getting delayed the way it is right now, um, are we going to look for Canelo to have, or are, we, are we still having him fight in September? Is that still going to be something that's going to happen? Mexican Independence Day weekend, will that now get altered and shift because of everything that's going on? And, you know, can you maybe shed some light on maybe the Billy Joe Saunders situation if that is still something that could happen, kind of given what he's been doing here this week? Uh, What's kind of maybe the the game plan Or or some guidelines or outlines You guys have for Canelo going forward You know um,
0: We're taking it a day at a time We're living through something right now That's unprecedented And It's uh, Nobody's ever gone through anything like this What I do know Is that Canelo's training every day And he's ready to fight Uh, whenever we're ready to get back on track and and start working again and able to get, you know, his show or his his fight date on on track. Um, Look, we have different plans in place. We have different plans. There's there's, there's a bunch of different opponents out there. He's in a unique situation. You know, he's the pound-for-pound king right now. He's the biggest attraction in boxing. He's got many, many options. And he's a professional. Uh, He's always been uh, very diligent about staying in shape. And that's what he's doing now. He's staying in shape. He's working out every day. So whenever we see um, that light at the end of the tunnel, and we get through this, then we're going to present him with different options, and he's going to make the final decision what he wants to do. So we're not, you know, we're not discarding anything. We're going to consider anything and everything for him, and then he'll decide what he wants to
1: do. Makes sense now. I do have to ask this question, though, about DAZN. There's been some rumors and rumblings about some internal uh, paperwork that went out to them about them not paying licensing fees to some of the uh, people that they're doing business with or they're streaming with. Has there been any sort of communication between Golden Boy and DAZN in regards to that? Um, is everything still kind of the status quo with you guys, or is it still kind of playing it by ear, going on, given what's going on right now in the world?
0: No, everything's going great. Everything's going great. You know, it, it's, you know we don't get paid up front. We get paid per, per event. And, and whenever we, we do an event, they pay us. So, so it's not like they pay us up front and and it's the beginning of the year and they pay us up front. That's not the way it works. And the same goes with all the other sports or all the other partners they have, you know, they get paid per, per event, you know, you, you do the work and you get paid for it. So uh, with them, it's, it's the same, you know, nothing's, nothing's changed. Uh, We did a couple of, we did a couple of shows earlier in the year, paid for it. Now everything's kind of like stopped. It's frozen right now because we're going through this pandemic uh, but once we're ready to go again, um, certainly we're going to be back in business. Uh, we've had constant communications with them uh, every day, every other day. And, uh, you know, obviously they're as shocked as all of us are of what's going on. But, again, you know, uh, obviously we, we have to wait and see what happens. We're taking it day by day.
1: Absolutely, but it, but you, you definitely have hit it on the head. You know, boxing will be back. I agree with you. I think a lot of fighters are going to come back hungry, stronger, and really want to – the best are going to fight the best, I think, a lot more immediate than what we would have seen prior to this happening. So I, I definitely agree with you there. And, and Eric, man, I, I appreciate you taking our time, letting us know what's going on on Golden Boy's side of the world, uh, dealing with this pandemic, and, and definitely wish you and everybody there at the Golden Boy family the best of luck and best of health – Going forward, as we do get through this, because we will, we'll come back stronger, and definitely can't wait to uh, see more Gold Boy action live on the zone or in person, for that matter.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, and likewise for you and your family. Um, extraordinary times right now. Um, all we can do is sit back, uh, pray that everything comes out okay, um, and uh, and you know, and, and I'm confident that yes, you're right. A lot of fighters are going to come out. Bigger, better, hungrier than
1: ever. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Eric, man, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, definitely take care. We look to talk to you more in the future. Uh, enjoy your evening. And, again, we appreciate you taking another the time here for the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You guys take
1: care. All right. Thank you. Again, that was President Eric Gomez, President of Gold Boy Boxing on Twitter. He is make a war, so make sure you give him a follow. Appreciate him taking up the time uh, to talk to us here. Uh, about what's going on with the uh, Golden Boys uh, side of this uh, pandemic and how they're dealing with things. So it's good to hear that they do have some game plans, and things worked out, and you know, an A, B, and C. So, you know, I, I would hope more promoters are, are kind of maybe starting to get those ideas in their heads and starting to get some, some things pieced together with what they can and, and maybe can't do. And if things get pushed back date-wise, they can revert to a plan B. But uh, that's that's what I want to hear. It makes me feel, it warms my heart to actually hear that, um, you know, that they do have some plans in place. And I think we're going to see boxing rolling a lot sooner than later once all this gets cleared up. And for me as a fight fan, I, God, I can't wait. Uh, this has been mind numbingly horrible watching old boxing matches and nothing live and nothing new. So, uh, the sooner we can get back, the better. But definitely, uh, I want to reiterate to everyone, stay safe uh, in doing so. Um, but good good to hear their relationship was good with zone because, you know, we were reading that email that kind of leaked out about them having some issues with the licensing and them not wanting to pay some people. So good to hear, you know, everything's a status quo with them uh, and zone. So, hey, man, you know, we'll, we'll be back, man. Boxing will be back and um, stronger than ever. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, but you know, this was a special show We're on a special date. Obviously, we had a special guest here, president of Gold Boy Boxing, joining us. But we'll be back at our normal time and normal day next Wednesday. Who will be on the show? No idea whatsoever. Uh, obviously, uh, with this going on, some fighters don't want to talk because um, they feel they have nothing to talk about. Um, so it, it's been a very fluid situation getting people on the show. Let's put it that way. But we'll try our best to definitely bring you guests. Uh, And bring you views of boxing and and just kind of hear what people are doing during this downtime and how they're spending this downtime. So uh, we're going to try our best to get a guest ear booked again here for next week's show. But as always, shameless plug time. Uh, If you're listening to the show for the first time, thank you. You can make sure you listen to all the episodes everywhere. Literally, you can listen to it on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Literally Google Punch the Face Radio. You'll be able to find us on various platforms. Listen, subscribe, and share. We would gladly appreciate it. Also, as well, you can listen to all the shows at punchtheface.com, my personal website. I should be doing some writing in this time of us being down and having spare time on our hands. But I'm looking at a laptop all day, working from home. The last thing I want to do once I clock out from work is look at a laptop another four to five hours. So that's not happening, folks. Uh, but if you want to read something about boxing, how about you go to co-host extraordinaire Adam Abramowitz's website, SaturdayNightBoxing.com. Uh, Adam's the writer. Great guy. Love Adam to death, man. That's my brother in boxing. Make sure you go check him out, SaturdayNightBoxing.com, and as well as S N Boxing on Twitter and the Facebook group, S N Boxing Facebook group, uh, they're doing live fights um, every Sunday afternoon now, uh, so we can watch the fights live here, a part of the group comment on them, break down the fights. Uh, you know, Adam's picking some, I don't want to say obscure fights per se, but he's picking out some ODs and some goodies for fight fans to watch uh, to kind of get us through this in, this very unusual time. Uh, we can only watch so many episodes of Tiger King. Adam's here to break up the monotonous over at SN Boxing on Facebook. So, salute to my brother Adam. Love you, brother. Stay safe. Uh, stay healthy. Uh, he'll be back with us here uh, soon. Probably in a couple of weeks, he'll be back with us talking boxing uh, to one, one uh, link or another, we'll be talking boxing. So shout out to Adam. Uh, with that being stated, man, again, special thank you to our guest, uh, Eric Gomez, president of Globe Golden Boy Boxing. Shout out to Ernie for hooking that up for us. Uh, but like I said, back next week, normal time, normal day. With that being stated, and I, I can't reiterate this enough, folks, stay safe, stay blessed, love one another. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Quit hoarding all the damn toilet paper until next week's show. I am Brandon Stubbs, and I am out.